You're listening to the Bumbling Golfer Podcast. Hey everyone, this is John, the Bumbling Golfer here, episode number six on the Bumbling Golfer podcast. Um, you can find this on YouTube uh, and any streaming platform out there, any podcast platform out there um, for the most part. If there's one that I'm not on and you use and somehow are hearing this, let me know. Just uh, reach out to me and we'll get it figured out. So uh, this episode here is just going to be me talking about my experience with just golf courses in general, right? So I grew up, um, you know, I grew up, I guess you could say middle class, maybe lower middle class. I don't know. We, I had such a great childhood. It doesn't really matter. Um, but golf wasn't something that really, I mean, it was something that we did at like my grandparents' house because my uncles were super into golf and they worked in the golf industry and um my one uncle actually had like a it was kind of like a chip and putt area i think he had two greens maybe three in the yard and we'd go over and of course you know us being young kids we'd like to go and hit driver and i think we would hit driver into like there was a cemetery behind their house but anyway um you know, growing up i just i mainly played public courses right and and still to this day i think I can probably count on one hand how many private courses that I've played in my entire life. Um, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, when you go out and you want to play golf, from my perspective, there are some courses that are better maintained, of course, than others. But for me, the experience is generally the same, right? You go out there, you, you're with your buddies or whatever, um, friends or family, or maybe even new friends, people you've never met before or by yourself. I'm a big proponent of playing golf by myself. Uh, just throwing some music in my ears. Uh, shout out to Raycon, um, not sponsor me, but you probably should. Cause I talk about you all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I love going out and just playing different courses. Uh, it's one of the advantages I have playing on the AGS tour. Um, if you're interested in that and learning more about it, um amateurgolfsociety.com or you can find them on social media at ags tour and uh it, it's great um so anyway getting back to the courses that i've played i grew up playing mainly two courses uh two 18 hole courses now one of them was a par 3 18 hole course um which uh was it's like a it was like the mecca of golf for me Right. So I grew up playing baseball. So I would go uh, to the batting cages at this golf place as well. Uh, the golf course, uh, I guess, golf center, they called it Woody's Golf Center. And they had two 18 hole miniature golf courses. They had a nine hole lit chip and putt course. I think the longest hole might have been like, I don't know, maybe 100 yards or something like that. And they also had an 18 hole par three course. I think the longest hole there was like 220 yards or something like that but it was amazing i remember going with my buddy matt um his mom would pick me up and and um you know we'd we'd find our way there and we'd, we'd go and spend the entire day and we'd go they had a driving range there and they had a fence so like the big thing was you know trying to hit the ball over the fence until i got older and realized when you're on that hole that's right behind the fence it's not ideal when people are hitting the ball kind of over it and and potentially hitting you but yeah so growing up i played woody's all the time 
all the time. It was great for young kids, you know, but at the same time you would go and there would be a queue of, you know, 30, 40 people at any given time during the day. And they, it was crazy because, you know, we would walk the course. It was, it was fairly flat, but you would also see back, I guess this was probably in the nineties. Um, you'd see guys showing up with like cases of beer and, you know, they would drive, they had golf carts. I think they had like several, maybe, maybe like 10 actual golf carts, like the drivable golf carts. But that to me was what golf was, you know, going and hanging out with my buddy and, you know, playing with, you know, playing with different people and you're hitting that one shot that you could talk about all week at school or for the next two weeks or however long. And and by the way, I think it was like $7. I think we would get dropped off with $10. We'd be able to play golf and get something to eat and probably play a video game or something like that. Um, and maybe even hit more golf balls at the, at the range. So it was such a great time. So that was most of my golf experience when I was younger. Now, if I was really getting treated, my uncle was the superintendent at a golf course called Kimberton golf club to this day. Still one of my favorite tracks. I actually did a video. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the description below. Um, shout out to Jason Madden and the Kimberton classic. Uh, it's an AGS tour stop. Uh, Jason is one of the most incredible hype man when it comes to it he does big things with it uh he raises money for the pga i believe it's a pga reach um i'll correct that on the screen if that's different but he does big things he he's a big uh proponent of hyping it up and it lives up to the hype and jason will play hundreds of holes that week he will play several times trying to you know just out there talking it up, trying to chat people up, make new friends, all that kind of stuff. I actually have a pretty cool um, little interview that I did with him before that match. And Jason's just a solid guy, super solid guy. A lot of fun to be around. He's, you know, he's really funny and um, uh, his golf game's getting good. So anyway, back to the Kimberton thing. So we would go, my uncle worked there for essentially what seemed like my entire life. And he lived on one of the holes. I think it was number one, two, maybe right off the hole number three, maybe. I can't remember. But uh, during um, my cousin's birthday parties, we would go and he would have golf carts there. And, you know, the, the parents would take us out. You know, we would just kind of drive around the golf course, you know, as, as the sun was going down and whatnot. And. It was just a really good time. So anyway, I love Kimberton. It's a Fazio design. Um, I'll put that in a, in the description below as well. But Kimberton's actually, if you're in the Pennsylvania area in Chester County or even Montgomery County, because it's kind of right on the border, it's a great track. It's easy. Uh, well, I can't say it's easy. It's wide open, so you can you can really get after it if you want to. It's not incredibly difficult, but the green complexes are actually really fun. So um, one of the things that really draws me to golf is playing at different places. Now I've thought about getting a country club membership, which would be fan It would be fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I like that I can play different courses all the time. Now there's an argument there. 
stating that, you know, in order to get better, you go, you hang out with the pro, maybe you get some lessons. Um, you know, you get to really work. Maybe they have a great short game area. You can work on your putting, you know, the camaraderie, all that stuff. Well, I have that and more. So again, playing golf at random golf clubs, right? I know that, you know, when I, when I would travel for work, I, and I, my clubs are always in my truck. So when I travel for work, I try to find a golf course, whether I get to play nine or maybe 18 or, you know, if I'm whatever the case is, right. Even vacation, I would love to go and it's going to be a lot more. So hopefully there's more content. Anyway, as I continue to grow up and, you know, get a job and have a family and all that other kind of stuff. Um, I, I played a lot of courses that were, you know, essentially like the cheaper courses. Now at the time, there were some courses around where I live. I'll just use Jeffersonville uh, golf club. For example, Jeffersonville golf club, when I was growing up was a trap, it was not well-maintained. Um, and then at some point, and I don't know if I have my history right, but at some point, the borough that it's in bought it. They bought the land and they put money into it and they recognize it. It could be a profit center, which I'm 99% sure it's a profit center because this place just does amazing things. They have a great grounds crew now. They're putting money into it. They're building a brand new um I guess clubhouse venue, wedding venue, all that kind of stuff. So they're really getting with the times. And I'll tell you, so I, and I've, I've talked about this before, but I coach high school golfer, Harrington high school here, uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Um, shout out to the Rams. Uh, so I got to walk that course and many, many other courses through the course of this past season. Um, so Jeffersonville was one where we would go and, you know, it would, they would have leagues and it would just be, you know, it would be kind of tore up, right? That, and then there was also a club three minutes away from there called Westover. Uh, I believe that's owned by the Piazza family. So those of you baseball fans out there, Mike Piazza, it's, it's his family. They own a bunch of stuff. Um, so anyway, those were the courses I grew up playing on, right? So I love the fact that that's how I grew up playing golf because I have friends that had country club memberships, which again is fantastic. I love that. And there's not much more exciting in golf than going to a country club with maybe a friend or an acquaintance or someone and having lunch, you know what I mean? Going out and hitting balls and, you know, getting a caddy. And now for me, I don't understand the whole dynamic about how that stuff works and the etiquette. I was told one time that, you know, the, the person taking you out kind of covers stuff. I, I don't know. Um, but I remember the first time I played at a country club, the first time I ever played a country club, I played at Philadelphia country club and I played with, uh, one of my mentors, Carl, I've talked about him before. And I have played with, um, uh, with a guy who took us there and we had lunch and he strategically placed us at a table where, uh, I sat right next to the club championship, uh, plaque. So it was right next to me and I'm looking and I'm like, Oh, it says his name, it says his name. And I looked, I'm like, I said, were you the club champion? And he says, yeah, you know, I was, I was a club champion a few times. Well, it was him and this one other guy for like, 
I don't know, the, the last like seven years. And, and so we went out and we played and it was a great experience. My first experience with a caddy was not, uh, not one of my proudest moments. So what ended up happening is I get to the first tee box. I hit a ball pretty much down the middle. I hit my second shot, uh, onto the green and I go up and I see the caddy pick my ball up and I didn't see him put a ball marker down. And at the same time, I mean, I was probably like 24, maybe, maybe 24, 25. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. And I, and I, I kind of yelled towards him and I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? Why'd you pick my ball up? And he put the ball back down real quick. He says, sir, I'm, I'm so sorry. Now this is an older gentleman. He's super nice. And, uh, he said to me, uh, he goes, Hey, I was just cleaning your ball and lining it up for you. And I was like, Oh, I said, I said, man, I'm so sorry. I, I don't, I don't play golf at places like this. I just don't. So anyway, it was cool. The rest of the round I actually ended up shooting really well. Um, it was a great day, great experience. Um, and, and since then I've played, I've, I've had the pleasure of playing quite a few. I, I can't say quite a few, maybe five. Let me see if I can count them. So Philadelphia country club, St. David's country club. That was a good track. Um, I played at Firestone, which was really exciting at a job that I used to have. That was great. Uh, I played at a club called, I think it was Mount Vernon country club. That was my favorite course by far still to this day. Um, a, a, a vendor of mine actually took me and several other people out while we were on a, a visit. Um, so that's four. And then I played, um, Pablo Creek in Jacksonville, Florida with one of the proprietors, one of the owners, uh, that was an absolute experience. That was one of the coolest experiences that I've had because I, obviously I was playing with uh, one of the proprietors and and he was just such a great guy and still is a, is a great guy. Um, I actually bought my my truck thanks to him uh, down in Jacksonville. Uh, so that's five. And then I've played uh, just for the AGS tour. I've played. Um, white manor country club which was is is a great track i've played um bellwood country club i feel like that might be it anyway um so i've played i've played some of those places a few of them a uh, multiple times um not more than twice each but it was fun it was great now when i go on a course like that i don't know what it is i just play up because it is just absolutely beautiful and and around where i live Marion is 15, maybe 20 minutes away from here. Golf Mills, uh, Golf Mills, I think it's a golf club. By the way, you can't find anything on it. It's it's pretty exclusive. But I see it. I used to actually walk on it when I was younger because uh, it's maybe three, four minutes from where I'm, I live right now. And actually where I lived before, it's kind of equidistant in between. And um, you, know, you have Aronimink where, you know, that's just a legendary place. Um yeah, there's a lot of really great places around here. Uh, Rivercrest Country Club in, I think it's Phoenixville. I feel like it's Phoenixville. That's a pretty amazing uh, uh, facility as well. It's a great, great, um, great course. It's kind of, kind of secluded. Um, but then I talk about these other courses. You know, I talk a lot about Linfield National in Linfield, Pennsylvania. It's like in the Limerick area. Uh, it's one of my favorite courses I've ever played. Uh, and the reason is because there's some ups and downs. It's it's challenging. It's not super long. You can go and you can score, but it's always well maintained. And by the way, you can always get on it. 
it's not that it's not crowded, but you can always get on it. Um, strategically, I'm not going to give my times in which I go, but it's, uh, it is a good time. And, and I love going there, Robert Kleckner and his group of, uh, I guess his, you know, Robert Kleckner and the entire staff there, it, they're just amazing people and they have an indoor facility. So getting back to why I love public golf courses and, and traveling from course to course. Now, again, I spend probably about what it would be to to join a country club but i get to go play different courses and and whatnot and uh this year i'm looking forward to doing some really big things and and maybe traveling a little bit more uh maybe even you know different states and all that kind of stuff so and uh and doing some filming but you know i getting back to the country club experience and the fact that you have amenities you have you know, I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't, I don't need a pool. I don't need tennis courts. I don't need any of that. Like, you know, I actually, I don't, I would just prefer a country club just literally with golf and that's it. And whatever that would be, I, I don't know if there are courses out there that exist like that, but, and I know that like the food and beverage piece, they have that for a reason. Uh, Lulu country club. Oh, I guess I have played a couple more country clubs because of playing or coaching golf. I got to play a canoe brook up in uh, North Jersey, which was a beautiful, amazing experience. Um, our, our head golf coach is super connected uh, and just, you know, such a great guy, great group of coaches. Like su I, I had such a great experience. Um, and then I did get to play Lulu country club, a few holes. I got to play, guess I'm kind of contradicting myself here a little bit. Right. So Lulu country club, I got to play that. Oh, I got to play Sunnybrook country club. A few times I got to play um, Plymouth Country Club, which is now 1912. Yeah, so I've, I've played a few. Um, some of them have just been amazing. Uh, it's really the people and the way that the course is, is uh, laid out. Um, but again, I think as, as I get older, I'm, I'm really appreciating the fact that, I, you know, when I do have an opportunity to go play and play some of these courses that are, I mean, to be honest with you, some of them are really, really well-maintained. Some of them are really hard, really hard golf courses. But I love going and playing public courses because when I go play a country club um, or a private course, we'll say, uh, I, I tend to play a little bit better. And what I really love is taking the people that have played at country clubs or private courses and going out and playing like it, you know, just in a van or just around a golf somewhere at a, at a, at a public public course uh, that's actually a lot harder to get people to leave their country club and go play a public course because they're already paying for it um so anyway the amenity piece you know there's a lot to be said about country clubs or I keep saying that so private private clubs you know they do a lot for their members and there's lessons and there's you know um nice putting greens and all that other kind of stuff. Well, I can say this. I actually have all that. I belong to the scramble house of golf. Scramble house of golf is, uh, it's, a two facilities. There's one in Horsham PA and there's one in, in, um, just outside of King of Prussia PA. Um, but they call it scramble house KOP or King of Prussia, which makes complete sense. Cause it's like kind of Valley forge. And, I can go there and 
there are simulators. There's, I think there's a 5,000 square foot chipping and putting area. Uh, there's a lot of really great stuff. And at the same time, they have, they have um, golf teaching professionals, whether they're PGA teaching professionals or whatever, they get results. And that to me is one of the most fun parts of it. By the way, it's 24 7, 365. I have a key fob I can get in any time. I can go in. If there's no one there, I can put my own music on through the entire facility. There are leagues. They had just had a Ryder Cup event. They have a private room for parties. They have a pool table. They have ping pong. They have, you know, a private um, like conference room. If you want to take it, you know, say you have a small group of people that you want to get together, or you have a um, you know, a small company, you can go and, and utilize that space. It's actually it's really, really nice. Shout out to Justin uh and your team uh just for continuing to do an amazing thing. So public courses to me are really where it's at. I've seen some amazing public courses now. The price point is also something for me. I've seen this boom through, you know, through the pandemic and all that other kind of stuff where people really picked up golf. And I love that golf is more accessible than ever. Uh, what I don't like is the fact that courses are charging huge sums of money to play. Now, I understand everything's more expensive, but $70 for a round of golf or $70, $75 for a round of golf. It's, it's a little steep, right? But people are paying it. People are filling up T-sheets left and right. Me, I like to do things a little differently. Um, I'm not going to pay $70 to play a public course. Um, there might be a few of them that I would. There are some that I would pay $150 for. I'm not going to mention them because I don't want them to raise their prices. But I'm really about inclusive in, in inclusivity uh, in golf. Just, you know, you know, uh, young kids getting out and playing, older people playing, you know, new players, um, people that are out there. I, I'll play golf with anyone I always have, and I'm I probably always will, unless you're really not someone who's fun to be around. Now, public courses, it's just in the southeastern Pennsylvania area, and I'm going to do more around this. I'm going to do a lot more videos, um, and you can see them on the YouTube channel as well. But there are some outstanding courses around here, and I think it's one of them things where I feel like I should showcase where I've where I've learned how to play golf and and some of the really fun courses and um, some of the really cool things about each of the courses. So um, stay tuned for that. But yeah, you know, public courses—that's where I grew up playing. You know, I guess you can call them like muni tracks or whatever. But um, you know, tee boxes with no grass. Yep, I've played a ton of those um, greens with you know, big divots taken out of them because people don't understand golf. I don't agree with it, but yes, I've played on many of those courses. Uh, I've played on courses where, um, you know, the grass isn't cut. Uh, I've played on courses where, you know, the fairways, you know, something happened, maybe they burn up because we have a lot of that stuff around here in the, in, in this region where I live, where, you're going to have a bunch of different weather, right? So you can, I mean, I remember playing in hail one day or sleet. It was, you know, the springtime. Actually, I think I have some videos of that as well, but it was a good time, right? So it, it's just, it just depends on what it is you're looking for. Now, I have absolutely nothing against private clubs. I think private clubs are amazing. I think uh, for a family, it's great because a lot of them have, you know, they'll have like a swimming pool. I will just say this. I was absolutely 
taken aback by Bellwood Country Club. I played a private a, a private event. It was like a it was an AGS tour event. It was a ma- I think it was a match play event. And at the turn, they have a, they have like a uh, I guess like a restaurant um, and bar, and they have a swimming pool, and it's it's like a complete water park. It's not huge, but it has, you know, it has some small water slides for the kids and, you know, has like the, I guess the water pad where the water shoots out of the ground. And like, there's a bucket, I think that dumps on, on like the big bucket that kind of dumps and sprays everyone. There's some really cool slick stuff. And it's nice to see the country clubs and private clubs are actually starting to be more and more, more and more family friendly. Um, you know, people go and spend their time there instead of going to sending their kids to a summer camp. Maybe they go there and they hang out with their friends there and maybe they can play golf or maybe they can pick up, I don't know, pickleball is a big thing too. I don't understand that. I, you know, it's just that to me is like, I don't know, like cornhole, but I just don't get it. I don't get the draw to it, but I, I do understand that a lot of people don't think that highly of golf either. So Anyway, that's really what I want to talk about. Like, keep an open mind. Maybe take a look around at more clubs, more golf clubs, more, when I say golf clubs, more golf courses around your area. Maybe they get bad reviews. Go out, check it out. I mean, if it's like 10 bucks, it might not hurt. Um, But also go out and support those. You know, if you're a golfer, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably a golfer. Go out and support these clubs. And you know, make sure that you, you know, stop in and you talk to the people and, and look, if you find something wrong with the course or something you really don't like, you can, you can respectfully say it. I had played a golf course, um, last year, I think it was last year. And the course, the one hole, the, the pin placement was absolutely absurd. I mean, it was, and I was playing in a competitive round and I hit a ball relatively close uh, and then I proceeded to putt it up the hill and it came back down the hill, putted it up the hill, came back down the hill. And I think I ended up, it was a par three. I believe I ended up with like a seven. Um, and I went into the clubhouse or into the, yeah, I guess the clubhouse. And I asked, you know, if I could see the manager and I'm not really one of those guys who complains a ton, but you know, you're out there, you want to have fun. You want to be competitive. And I explained to him, I said, I don't know who put the pin on this hole, um, but they were angry this morning. And um, turns out they went out and and, uh, they changed the pin placement, which to me was frustrating because they put it in a really easy spot and people were making birdies left and right. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, go out and support these courses. Um, You know, just because someone told you something about a course doesn't mean that you'll have the same experience. I will say for one, I have a lot of friends that have said things about one of my favorite courses about it being too tight and you have to wear a helmet and you know, all those ridiculous things. Well, those people don't really understand golf, right? They don't understand that, you know, it, that might've been that case 20 years ago, but they've changed the course, right? So the one hole that they were concerned about is no longer there. They actually modified the course. They made, um, I think they made an additional hole. Uh, which by the way, the layout's amazing. Um, yeah. So the, these are those things where as a golfer, I'm really interested to, to understand what other people think about, you know, public courses versus private courses and, 
you know, what your preference is. I don't really have a preference. I just want to play golf. Um, so anyway, that's the deal. That's this episode here. Um, you know, one of those things I don't like to ask a lot about, but, uh, you know, you could, you know, hit that like and subscribe button, maybe even the notification notification bell. That would be very helpful to me. Um, also shout out to acorn Hills. Uh, I'm an ambassador for them this year, 2024. Uh, if you go onto acornhillsco.com and, uh, go check out their stuff, all, everything in the store, um, you know, anything you like, go ahead and, uh, and buy it. And on checkout, uh, type in the code bumble 15 bumble one five. That'll save you 15% on your entire order. Um, on the site. So again, uh, shout out to Acorn Hills. Uh, really like the stuff. Obviously, you can see the shirt that I'm wearing here. It's a Q-zip. It's it's really nice. And um, you know, as things continue to progress through the season, it is right now as I'm recording this. It's the end of January 2024. I got some really exciting things planned. Uh, I have some guests that I'm going to be having on here, and um, I'm going to be hopefully doing some more remote kind of stuff. You know, maybe at a table at a golf club. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll let people look around and say, well, what's this guy doing? Um, but I want to understand more about golf, about the golf courses I play, uh, about the people running them. Um, you're, I'm not going to probably not going to have like. Hey, you know what? We'll we'll it, this whole Bob as I go. I just keep talking. Anyway, this is John. Episode number six, the bumbling golfer um like subscribe hit that notification bell to really help me um all right thanks everyone enjoy the rest of the winter hopefully you have an amazing indoor place like i have which uh if you're in this area you do if you don't unfortunately you probably don't have it um you might have something different but anyway i appreciate each and every one of you uh hoping to uh, hear from some of you and let me know what you think. And if there's any subjects or topics you'd like me to talk about, let me know. All right. Thanks everyone. Episode number six done. See you. Bye. You've been listening to the bumbling golfer podcast. Hit me up on our socials at the bumbling golfer. Also hit us up at our email at the bumbling golfer at gmail.com.